Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. And this is a beautiful Sunday that God has given to us. So this morning I just came to give you a word of encouragement. Amen. Because sometimes God, the only thing he can send to us is encouragement. To uplift our faith, to encourage us, to believe that God is with us. And because he is with us, nothing is impossible. He can do more beyond what we can imagine or even what we can ask. Amen. So my exhortation to you this morning is how to stand victorious in the challenging times. Amen. How to stand victorious in challenging times. As long as we still live here on earth wearing these mortal bodies, we will still face challenges. Whether we like it or no, challenges are for everyone here on earth. Amen. You may be a righteous person. Righteous person can face challenges. Unrighteous people also can face challenges. Amen. Old people can face challenges. Young people can also face challenges. Rich people can face challenges. Poor people also can face challenges. Everyone can find himself somewhere uh, or somehow in the midst of challenge in his life. So now what I'm sharing this morning is how can you stand victorious even when those challenges come in your life? Amen. Hallelujah. There are certain keys that can help you to stand victorious when you are in the midst of adversity. I'm not sure if I'll be able to share all of them with you, but I will share maybe one or two as the Holy Spirit is going to lead us. The first one I want to share with you is understanding of God's love for you. Amen. How can I stand victorious in the midst of challenge? When you do all your best, all kind of prayers that you know, nothing is moving, and you, you go left, right, you do everything that you know, you try to contact people, you try to do all your best, but there's no positive result. How can you stand victorious in that difficult time in your life? The first thing that I want you to understand is your revelation of God's love for you. Amen. The understanding of God's love will help you to stand in difficult time. One of the greatest revelations that believers must receive in their work with God is the revelation of God's love for them. The devil will do all his best to prevent you from catching that revelation. Because he knows the moment you get it, you will start relying on God's love for you and he will no longer have power or control over your life. Amen. The devil is trying to manipulate people. He's trying to have control over their lives. Putting in their heart fear and anxiety. Why? When they don't have the knowledge or the revelation that God loves them. The revelation of God's love for you empowers you. You are strengthened. You become very strong when that revelation hits your heart. And the devil will attack you in that area. Amen. He will attack you. He did the same thing with Jesus Christ. 
The devil can tell you anything in your life, but he will never tell you God loves you. He can tell you anything, but he will never tell you that because he knows that the love of God is the essence of your existence. It's the essence of your salvation. We are served because of God's love. He sent Jesus here on earth to die on the cross for us because of his love, not because of anything. So we, we are gathering this morning here as the expression of God's love for us. It is because of his love that we can preach. Because of his love, we are standing. Nothing can happen in our life outside of God's love. Amen. It's not because we pray much. It's not because we have much faith. It's not because we, we are righteous, but because of God's love. He can do things in your life that you are not even aware of that. Just because he loves you. And the devil will fight you. He will like you to remain ignorant in that area. He did it with Jesus Christ. Look, let's read the book of Matthew in New King James Version. Chapter 3, verse 16 to verse 17. Some of you who read my book, I think chapter 4, I gave this introduction there. But I'm not, I'm not preaching the book, but I'm taking one part of my book here. Maybe you're going to find the things that you read already. Amen. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to verse 17. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heaven were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and highlighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, I want all of us to look at what the voice from heaven said. Did you see that? Can you see that? Can we all of us say, repeat that, read together what the voice from heaven said. One, two, three. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is the voice of God. The voice from heaven said that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Is my beloved. Is the one that I love. God did not say that this is my son. He said this is my beloved son. You must pay attention to every word that comes from the mouth of God. And God made a public declaration when Jesus came out of the world. That was a public declaration. Even all the demons, the devil heard that declaration. You understand that? So everyone was present, heard what God said concerning Jesus. He said that this is my beloved son. And when you go now, the same chapter 4, Chapter 4, verse 3 of Matthew. We see now when the devil came to tempt Jesus after his baptism, after he prayed 40 days and 40 nights, when the devil came to him, look what the devil said. Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. Now the tempter came to him and he said, can you see what the tempter said? Can you read that one? One, two, three. Did you notice that the devil removed something there? What did he remove? Beloved. When God said to Jesus, he said, you are my beloved son. And when the devil came to tempt him, he could say to him, if you are the beloved son of God, Speak to this stone, but he cannot 
tell you that God loves you. He cannot repeat that in his mouth. He removed that part. He said, if you are the son of God, not the beloved, if you are the son. So this is what he's doing with all of us today. Every time he's coming to pass on your mind, he's coming to attack you in your dreams, in your sleep. He's, he's trying to convince you, you are not loved by God. If really you are loved by God, why this condition is still carrying on? Why your prayers are not answered? Why you are still in this challenge? If you are a child of God. Amen. But the revelation of God's love for you will help you to stand even when the devil is coming to attack you. You are loved by God. You must draw your strength from the awareness that you are the beloved of the Lord. No matter what can go in your life, draw your strength there that I am loved by God. I am the beloved of the Lord. And God has bestowed his love and jealousy upon my life by becoming my father. Amen. This must be the source of your strength. First John chapter 3 verse 1. Book of First John chapter 3 verse 1. Hallelujah. Behold what manner of love. First John chapter 3 verse 1. All right. Be, behold what manner of love that the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world, the world does not know us because it did not know him. What manner of love? This is a supernatural love. It's a great love that you cannot define. You cannot understand. You cannot explain that love. That even before you were unbeliever, the Lord loved you already. Jesus died already for you. What manner of love that God has released upon us by making us becoming his children. This is a great love. Hallelujah. It is a great love. And God wants you to understand that, that you are not just a simple creature here on earth. You are the child of the most high God. He is your father. He just released that love on you and his jealousy is protecting you. The same way you parent here, you are protecting your children. You, you, want, you want their well-being. You want them to, to succeed in life. You want to protect them against sickness, against evil, against bad friends. All that you do, God does more than you. Hallelujah. He, he just releases love upon us. And when we go through adversity in life, where you do all your, when you do all your best, nothing is moving. Never forget that God still loves you. Amen. And nothing can separate you from his love. Even when things are not good, remember, he still loves me. His love is still there. I am a child of God. Amen. Draw your strength from that revelation. Amen. You stand your ground by knowing that I am loved by God. Everyone around me may reject me. My friend may turn their back against me. The government may not love me or support me, but God loves me. And that will sustain you. Amen. And remember that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Book of Romans chapter 8. I'm giving you scripture to show you that God loves you. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 25 to 39. 
Because sometimes the devil will, will try to speak through your circumstances to prove you and to show you that you are not loved by God. He's using your condition. He's using challenges in your life to, to bring you to the level that you start questioning the love of God. Amen. When you read the Bible, you see people like Moses, like Joshua. You see when God came to Gideon, Gideon was questioning the love of God. If God is with us, if God loves why all these things are happening to us? And sometimes people will ask you, 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 you always pray, you always fast. What are the, what are the results? What God is telling you? All this question can, can make you feel embarrassed. You feel down. You feel neglected, rejected. And then the devil takes advantage in your life. But you need to remember, I am loved by God. That's what the Bible says that who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Amen. Tribulation cannot separate me from the love of God. Tribulation will come. Distress, persecution, even famine. Even when there's no food, God still loves you. Amen. You get to, 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 to convince yourself that this condition cannot separate me from the love of God. I am loved by God. I am a child of God despite of the fact that I'm, li- I'm lacking certain things here. But I'm loved by God. Despite of the, thing that the, 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 the fact that I am sick, I am weak, I am still loved by God. And this condition, this tribulation, even nakedness, even, even sword, nothing can separate me from the love of God that he bestowed on me by giving Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. That must be your source of strength. Hallelujah. And verse 36 says, 36 says, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him who did what? Who loved us. You see, your victory is through the one who loved you. Amen. And, and, and verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death or life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor nothing present or nothing, or no things to come, no heights or depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No principality, no power of darkness. No demonic attack. Nothing can disconnect you. God loved you. You are in his hand. You are in his heart. You are loved. You are the beloved of the Lord. You are the child of the most high God. Nothing can change that. Circumstance can come. Situation can come. But you draw your strength by the revelation of God's love for you. You know that because I know God loves me, he will not let me be tempted beyond my capacity. I may go through this now, but I know he is my father. Even in the last second, he will show up to rescue me from this. So you believe that he loves me. He will not let me die in this situation. I am still in, but because of his love, he will take me out. The revelation that you are loved by him is helping you to don't lose your faith. You remain positive and confident. So this morning, I want to encourage someone here. God loves you. I know maybe you may be facing tribulation, but the Bible says that that tribulation will not separate you from the love of God. 
Maybe you are facing delay. That delay will not separate you from the love of God. Maybe there are demonic oppression over your life. The Bible says that even principalities cannot separate me from the love of God. They cannot convince God to stop loving me. There is no evidence that the devil can give God to stop loving me. So nothing, no man, no circumstance can separate me from the love of God. And don't let the devil use the challenge that you are going through to cause you to underestimate God's love for you. Amen. Most of the time when people are going through challenges, the thought that comes the most in their mind, where is God? Where is God? Is God really hearing my prayers? Is God seeing this? That is the thought that comes. Is God really even care about my well-being? I was reading the book of Mark to see the attitude of the disciple of Jesus. And I realized something there. Let's read together. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 38. The attitude of the disciple when they faced the storm is what also most of us were expressing today when challenge came. Mark 4, 35 to 38. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. Verse 37, and great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, sleeping on a pillow. Jesus was with them. Can you see that? He was traveling together with them. And the storm arose. The storm did not, uh, was, the, the storm did not respect the presence of Jesus. That is with them. Let us be far from them. No. The storm came, even though Jesus was there. And Jesus was sleeping in the storm. And the disciples were intimidated by the storm. And look what they told Jesus. They went to find him, they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? See that question. Do you not care? In other words, the question is saying, are you really love us? Because we are perishing here and you are snoring. You sleep so deeply on your pillow. We are dying. The storm is against us. Are you really care? What kind of God are you? Do you see that? So most of us, somewhere and somehow, we are questioning God. That question, are you really care? Can't you see that this, this situation is trying to swallow me now? I'm losing all my strength. I, I, I'm losing my faith now. I don't know. I, I wait for long. I don't know what is going on. Do you really care? The devil will use your situation to bring you to the level to question God's love or to underestimate it. But I pray for you, you will never question God's love. You will still believe God loves me. You will not underestimate his love, no matter what can happen in your life. Amen. Because the first thing that entered the mind of the disciple was to question Jesus' love. Amen. 
But as long as I know that Jesus is in my boat, keep your peace. Amen? Keep your peace. Because you are not traveling alone. You are not, you are not, you are not in this journey alone. Jesus is with you, step by step. Even when you go in the valley of the shadow of death, in difficult time, challenging time, it's like you are facing death. You will not be afraid, for the Lord is with you. His presence is a guarantee. God's presence is with me. The storm will become calm. He will stop the storm. Don't let the storm intimidate you because you are not alone. As long as Jesus is in my boat, draw your confidence from his love. He loves me. He will not let me die. Amen. And I want to tell someone this morning, Jesus is in your boat. You are not alone. Hallelujah. You are not alone. In that situation, you are not alone. Amen. David said, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death. I like you say, the shadow of death. Shadow is not the reality. It is not death. It is the shadow. It looks like death, but indeed it is not death. Amen. The valley of the shadow of death. I will not be afraid, for I know the guarantee is God's presence, and he loves me. Amen. The most important key that can help us to overcome in time of adversity is to rest in God's love. Learn to rest in God's love. Learn to rest in God's love. To get to draw your confidence in God's love. Find peace in God's love. When the devil wants to deceive you, he will try to isolate you and magnify every challenge around you. This is what he does. He magnifies the challenge. When you look at it, the mountain is too big. He starts teaching you. Do, you. do you remember what the doctor said? Do you remember what the bank said? If you check this word from the dictionary, it means this. In case you don't know. This one the doctor was telling you. Indeed, it means this. He tried to magnify your mountain. And then you see there, all you are smelling is death. Amen. But the Lord is telling you, I am in your boat. Tribulation can come. Sickness can come. Poverty can come. I am your God. I love you and I will defend you. I have great plans for your life. I have a destiny set for you. I will not leave you before that destiny come to fulfillment. Everything I promise you will come to manifestation. You know when God promised us, the promises of God are different like the promises of men. If Pastor Michael promised me, he said, Pastor Frank, next week I will give you a new cell phone. It means that he does not have the cell phone. He promised me that... I will give to me. The promise of a man, it means that I'm committing myself. That in the future, I will do what I tell you. This man promising. I commit myself in the days to come. I will give you or I will do what I say now. But I don't have it now. But if the Lord comes and tells me, Frank, next week you're going to have a phone. In the language of the kingdom, it means, Frank, I have already a phone for you. But you will see the manifestation next week. That phone exists. I will not work on it. I will not try to make it happen. It, I finish to do, then I promise. God finishes first, then he promises. 
Men have nothing. They promise they will finish it later. So when you read God's promises, know it is done. It is yes and amen. It's not like something God is going to do. He did it already. That's why he's informing you. His promise is just he's making you aware of the things that he has already ordained for you. You understand that? So you need to believe that, that the Lord is with me. He loves me, and everything he said will come to manifestation. Amen. And learn to rest in God. Love. Enter in that realm. Rest there. Your deliverance will come there. Your miracle will come there. Your healing will come there. Everything. Your turnaround will come there. When you enter in that realm and you rest there. That God loves me. And you begin to confess, because he loves me, it will happen. Hallelujah. Are you receiving something this morning? I said that I just came to encourage you. I'm not teaching. I'm just encouraging. Amen. The, the, the second thing I can share with you, how can I stand victorious in the midst of tribulation is the comfort of the scriptures. This one thing that can help you, the comfort of the scriptures. The first one I said, the revelation of God's love. The second one, the comfort of the scriptures, the word of God. In the time of adversity, learn to relay on the word of God. Find comfort in the promises recorded in the word of God. God's word is so powerful to give victory in the midst of challenges. His word is so powerful to change situation. Hallelujah. His word possesses healing virtue, the word of God. You get to believe his word and learn to speak it over your life and find comfort because the word of God brings comfort. Let's read it in the book of Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Romans 15, verse 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and what the comfort of the scriptures may have hope. Do you see that? The scriptures contain comfort. Through the comfort of the scriptures, sometimes the only thing that can help you to keep standing is one scripture that you are holding on. That scripture is, is, is providing comfort. It's supplying comfort in your heart. As long as you remember that word, you say, no, no, no. The Bible says this, and I stand in agreement with this. I believe the word of You are comforted by the word. It's what Romans is saying, that we receive through the comfort of the word, we can have hope. Amen. The word gives you comfort and you receive hope that it's going to be well. God's word cannot lie. I'm facing battles, but I am comforted by his word. You wake up early in the morning, the Lord will bring a word in your heart. For which reason? To comfort you. That carry on, I am in control. The word gives you comfort. And I like the way it's written in New Living Translation. Can you give us New Living Translation, the same, the same scripture?
New Living Translation says, such things were written in the scripture long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and what encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promise to be fulfilled. You see what, what you see the mission of the scripture, the purpose of the scriptures is to give us encouragement, to give us hope as we are waiting patiently for the promise of God to be fulfilled, for the miracle to manifest, for the breakthrough to come. There are scriptures helping you in the process. You understand that you will not collapse in the midst of tribulation. You are still standing. Why? There are scriptures. You need to become friend with the word of God. You need to pray, God, give me your word. Send your word. The, the word comes in your heart and the word is helping you. You are receiving comfort and encouragement. Hallelujah. So this is what God wants you to know and to practice. That in the midst of tribulation, his words will give comfort. Amen. He will always bring his word to encourage you that don't be afraid. Isaiah 54, 17 says that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Every tongue that speaks against you, you shall condemn. And then you believe that everything that is happening now will not prosper. At the end, I will walk out victorious. You are in the time of sickness. You remember Isaiah 53, verse 5. By his stripes, we are healed. So you believe that I am healed and I will see the manifestation of this healing. The, the scripture is giving you comfort. Even when you go to the news, you see nonsense on TV. They are telling you the parliament wants to, to, to sign this law. They want to do all this stuff. And this country is going down. And you begin to complain. I don't know. South Africa is, is dying. No. Don't say it's dying. <laughs> Pray for the peace of your land, the country. You say, the Bible says in the book of Lamentation, chapter 3, verse 37, who can say a word and make it happen if the Lord has not commanded it? So if people are coming with laws, with things that are not aligned with the will of God, you stand by faith, confess the word of God. No one can bring something happen in this country if it is not commanded by God. You believe the word of God. The word is giving you comfort. You don't, you, you don't shake, you, know, you don't speak like the worldly people. You walk by faith and you have scriptures that are helping you. Even if you do your business, things are not going well, things are very tough. You keep believing the words that the book of 3 John chapter, verse 2 says that I wish above all that you may prosper in everything that you do and you may be in good health as your soul is prospering. You remember that God wish, the highest wish of God concerning my life is my prosperity. Because he said, I wish above all. There are many things that I wish for you. But above all of them is that you may prosper. You may succeed in all that you do. You wake up in the morning, you pick up the scripture. Your heart is comforted. You say, I will not go down. I will not cry. I will not develop anxiety in my heart. Because I believe the word of God is my comfort. So you need to become friends with the scriptures. Amen. And confess the scriptures. Have covenant scriptures. That you believe. Scriptures for your marriage, for your children, for your life, for your academy, for your business. You, you must have covenant scriptures. That every day I believe this scripture for this area of my life. Even, even though you don't see any result, keep believing. Because the word will become flesh. See, it will become. Hallelujah. So this is what God wants, wants, wants me to to, to encourage you this morning, amen, that in the midst of tribulation, rely on God's love and receive the comfort of the scriptures. That is good to be at the church. It's good 
to sit under the ministry of the word, even for a few minutes, a shift can happen in your life because there is a comfort in scriptures when you receive them under the anointing of God. I believe I will stop here for today. Amen? And uh, I, want, I want us to pray. Before we pray, let's read Proverbs 24, verse 10. I came here this morning with the mandates from the Lord to uplift someone. Maybe you were losing hope. The Lord wants me to minister divine strength to you in your heart. You understand? You need divine strength. The Bible says in Proverbs, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Amen. If when you are in the midst of challenges, you lose hope, you are down, it means that your spiritual strength is very small. It doesn't mean that you don't have strength. You have it. But it is small. And God brings you sometime in an atmosphere to help you to boost that strength, to increase it, to receive an impartation that you stand there and know nothing can bring me down again. I believe I'm loved by God. Hallelujah. I have again the strength to wait patiently on the Lord. I have the strength to stay there, to, to read the scriptures, to believe the word of God. Amen. Can we pray together? We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.